financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. I'm Jess Tyler. Welcome back to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, where we're doing a special questions and answer version, which I love doing. You know, I love doing this because it's one thing to just come on the air and, and lend financial advice and suggestions and, and sort of pontificate. It's quite another to hear these real-life questions. I'm very often saying, oh, I had a client say this or a client do that. But to have people just write in, uh, with these questions tells me a number of things. One is that they really are seeking this information, and it's not the easiest thing to find. Like that last question or a, a couple of questions ago about, you know, does she take half now or of her house, or does she wait till it sells? You're not going to ask Siri, hey, Siri, do I take half of my <laughs> value now or wait till my husband sells the house? It's not going to happen. You need a, a real-life person, a real-life person to help you through those kinds of troubled waters. The same thing with a tax guy, you know. He needs a little support. He needs to gym. He needs to know it's okay to file. Here's right. what happens when you file. So, well, and I love, too, I've got to say that I, I don't ask you these questions ahead of time or let you know what the questions are, so I'm just throwing this stuff at you. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, that's true, but that's kind of my favorite part, you know, trial by fire. Right. I love that. Love it. Here's the next one is from Jen in East Hampton. I want to buy new furniture, which I'm waiting for you to say denied, but um, I want to buy new furniture. One of the, she's giving the name Raymore and Flanagan. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out or not, but they're offering the 12 month loan at zero interest. Is there a catch to this? Should I do this or should I just put it on my own credit card? Okay, first of all, I'm not Susie Orman, so I never say denied. <laughs> because what, who am I to tell her she can't buy new furniture if that's what she wants? If she can afford the furniture, fine. But you know I'm going to have some input about this. Yes. Okay, the first is, oh boy, so much input. <laughs> the first is something I will never convince her of, but I'm going to try anyway. Okay. Do you really need brand new furniture? Mm. Go look on Facebook Marketplace or on any place else. I mean, you may find something that you like, but, okay, she won't agree with me, and I doubt it. She's going to buy the new furniture. Right. So be it. Does she take it There's 0% for 12 months? Well, let's see. I would love it if you could ask this furniture company, hey, if I don't take 0%, if I pay cash, will I get a discount? Mm-hmm. But they will say no. Okay. <laughs> In a perfect world, it should work this way. It should be. Look, if I don't use my credit card, which you folks pay 3% on or whatever you end up having to pay for me to use my credit card, mm-hmm. will you give me a discount? But they, that's a big box store, and they're not going to do it. A, a little guy might, but that big box store is not going to do it. So now the question is, is she paying more for the furniture, even though there's a 0% card, mm-hmm. because they have to pay a credit card fee? Okay. A question I can't really answer, but I'm going to say, I'm assuming so. I'm assuming that if you're a big box store and you're selling furniture and you're running a promotion that it's 0% for 12 months, you know, accountants are not stupid. You've got money out there for 12 months. You're making you money may somewhere. Never collect. Yeah, right. And, and you've had to, well, I shouldn't say you may never collect it. You're getting the money from your credit card, but you're having to pay to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's probably built in, but okay, she's stuck with it. Anyway, is there a catch to it was her question. And the answer will be read the fine print and ask them, what happens if I don't pay for this by the last day of the 12th month? Because what may happen is retroactive interest. Yeah, this reminds me of last week where we were talking about that 44% thing. 
Yes, and that's where people get into trouble. They, they are sure at the time they buy their furniture that they're going to pay for it over 12 months. They've calculated the payment. They're sure it's going to happen. But anything can happen, and you might not be able to make all the payments. And if you get to the end of the 12 months and the contract said, if you don't pay it off in 12 months, you will pay retroactive interest at a rate of, let's say, 22%, you're now going to owe 44% in the beginning of your second year on this loan, which did not make your furniture much of a deal. Mm-hmm. So in the, beginning, that, in the beginning, it looks like a great deal, but it might not be. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, everything is super high right now. Mm. There are signs that the economy, I think, uh, there are signs that the economy is starting to cool a bit. I would say, theoretically, now again, I'm fighting human condition emotion here. Okay. I, I'm a human. I know when I want something, I want it. Right? And she's found the furniture she likes already. She's already got pictures of it in her room. She, and she's going to buy this furniture. But for somebody else who's in this position, or in case she's a very rare individual and she listens to me here, <laughs> um, think about it this way. Do you really want the risk of getting the furniture now and making those payments for 12 months to pay it off using 0%? The risk is that something happens and you can't pay it off. Mm -hmm. Or could you just put that money in your side fund for 12 months, hope the price of furniture has come down by then, and go buy it in cash and have no risk? You've just bought the furniture. Same furniture, but you had to wait for it. In fact, if you do that sort of thing, the incentive for you to put the money in there to buy it in six months is very high, much higher than it is to say, I want to pay my 0% credit card off in six months. Right. Okay. So I want to come over and sit on your couch. I, <laughs> I'm sure it's beautiful. I, I hope it's lovely. And we are not talking about retroactive interest at that time. And, you know, all kidding aside, this is why I say it's okay, like in our program, to take on more debt if you have to, because real life circumstances come up like this. You know, she really feels the need and the want for this furniture now. There's a 0% rate. She's found what she wants. What's the catch? Is it okay to do it? So those are my thoughts on that. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, Melissa from Chicopee was listening to the program on solar, which she said all sounds great, but she rents. Is there any options for people that rent to be able to save money with solar? Yes, there are. What a great question, Melissa. Okay. Wow. I thought the answer Melissa was going to be no. Gold, All right. Melissa gets a gold star for this one. I love that she asked this. Okay. Okay. So, yes, there are. Now, first thing she can do is she can talk to her landlord. Hey, I know about this great program where you can put solar panels on your roof. doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're going to get a solar break on your utility, and maybe you can pass that along to us renters. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now, but the other more more reasonable approach, I think, is to see if there's a community solar field in your area. Okay. So if there's a community solar field in her area, she can get on, I think, now, I'm not an expert in solar, so maybe somebody will call me and say, no, if you rent, you can't do this. But it was my understanding that you can uh, purchase your electricity from that solar, that community solar panel, if it's, if it's turned on the community solar field and thereby get a break on your electric bill. Who would you so, contact to find out if you have a community solar? You know, that's a good question. I, I would think somebody at your town hall will know if there's something in your area. Okay. That's community solar. There was one up here in our area I actually had signed on to, in addition to having solar panels on my home, because initially I had not made up 100% of my 
my energy. And I did get on the list for it, but as far as I know, it's not live yet. And when it does go live, then, you know, then I'll be able to participate in that. But, again, my disclaimer that, you know, I'm not a solar expert. That's why we had a guest. So if, um, you know, an expert guest. So if somebody really needs the answer to that, you know, I'd be happy to send a message to uh, to Trevor from Sunrun and ask him what he thinks about that. Okay, but there are some potential options for rentals. Yeah, not to mention the fact that if she's renting, her if her goal is to buy a house at some point, that she maybe adds that to one of her features that she's looking for, either existing solar or the ability to install solar on a home that she's looking to buy, which might mean maybe it doesn't have a, full, a, a slate roof or maybe... Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's uh, got good southern exposure. Maybe the trees are not blocking what she needs. And, and things like that, when you're trying to buy a home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the solar companies will often, because they can just do an aerial, quick aerial shot of the house and say, we think it's okay uh, for solar. We would have to, of course, send somebody out to look at it and all of that, which you would do after you bought the home. But initially, you can probably get a pretty good idea if the home you're about to buy uh, might be a good candidate for solar. And I think it's a thing that people don't don't think of at all when they're buying a home. They just, you know, maybe we'll put solar on it someday. But you could know before you ever make the offer okay. if that's candidate. Yeah. All right, perfect. This one is from Rose in Southampton. This was a, an interesting question, maybe a little bit sad, but I hope you have a happy answer. Rose said that she just turned 55. She's never owned a house, but that's always been her dream. Is it hmm. too late for her to own a house since mortgages are usually 30 years? Absolutely not. Okay, I love that answer. You probably want more than that, huh, Jeff? I want more, but I love that answer because it was like, if you, that's your dream, you should, have, you should have your dream. Well, not only that, I mean, think about this logically. How many people are 55 or older and are refinancing their home mm-hmm. or buying a second home? No, absolutely not. It's not too late for her to have a home. But I will say her mindset right now is that's a 30-year mortgage. Right. And I'll remind you and her, of course, that if she wants to contact us and if she's carrying any other kinds of, you know, credit card, car loans, student loans, any other kind of debt, if we put a program together for her and include that mortgage, that mortgage might be paid off in a much, much shorter period of time, mm-hmm. depending on what else she's carrying for debt. You know, sometimes we see mortgages paid off in 5, 10, 15 years, you know. So without having to pay higher payments, just because we're managing the debt properly together, and we could help her with her budgeting and preparing to be able to buy this home, you know, counsel her through that process, help her, you know, know where to go to get pre-approved and make some suggestions that will help keep her out of trouble, uh, which if you are 55 and have never owned a home, you need, well, I don't know if you need, but you could benefit from someone uh, who could give you a little guidance like, oh, don't forget about how much your homeowner's insurance is going to cost mm-hmm. or your taxes or the fact that these things are going to go up every year. So, but I, you know, I understand her thinking she's been paying rent her whole life. And right. in these markets, you might as well be a mortgage. Do so, banks negatively yeah. look at that though? Did they look at someone that's 55 applying for a mortgage and go, no, we're not going to give you a 30 year mortgage because then you're talking. 85 by the time it's paid off because they're obviously not thinking you're going to pay it off early. Well, that's not legal, actually. That's called age discrimination. Oh, okay. So, so they can, so this is where it gets kind of stupid. They can't ask you your age on your application, but they can ask your date of birth. Now, go figure how that mm. one slipped through the cracks, but it did. 
But yeah. no, I don't. I don't think banks see fifty-five as. I mean, even if they could age discriminate, certainly as a lender, I would not think of fifty-five as you know ready to you know one foot on the banana peel, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I, fifty-five. She's not even retired yet. She's still got at least you know another ten years of earnings, even if she retires at a standard sixty-five years old. Mm-hmm. And most people are working past that these days. So no, I, I think. I mean, I could not, of all the questions we've had, I could not offer more support to Rose than to say, I'll help you. Yeah. If that's your dream and you want to do it, you call me and I will help you see if the numbers work. And if they don't work, we'll talk about how they could work. And then we'll make an action plan so that you reach your goal. Because talking about it is one thing, getting it done is quite another. I love that. Definitely go for it, especially if you you know you've never owned one and you've always wanted to own one, and it's not too late. Yeah, I mean, why would it be too late? Is it too late for her to pay her rent? No, exactly. (laughs) I love that answer. All right, anybody can email me too with questions at jtyler at whmp dot com. I know a lot of people call in the morning um, when they're listening to the show, so I love that, and I write them down and pass them on to you, and you've always got a good answer and. Also, if, you know, we can't get to the full answer, they need a little bit more help, they can call you personally at what number? Thanks. 413-773-3333. And I encourage everybody to go check out HugYourMoney.com and get those questions in. You love answering them, and I love giving them to you because there's some pretty interesting ones we get. I do, and, and when I'm not an expert or I don't have an answer, I have no problem saying, hey, I don't know everything, but, you know, let me get an answer and get back to you, but... I really love that people have a forum to ask these kinds of complex questions and get real answers. It's great that they're writing, and I love that. Well, thank you so much. We will have another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, coming up next Saturday morning right here on WHMP.